When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Daddy, why are you looking at me like that? Because you're looking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got this little voyage grin on your face. Like, hey, we came, we came to play again. We came, you know what, we came to play again. That's it. Imagine if people went to do what they do and they considered it play. Absolutely. Well, welcome to our playground. This is Monique and Sydney's open relationship, and we came today to do what, Daddy? Play. To play, and we're going to play. And the conversation we're going to talk about today is, and I'm trying to get my microphone uh, fixed. Oh, I got it, baby. The conversation we're going to talk about today is what happened to good customer service? What happened to it? What happened to good customer service, Daddy? Baby, I'm asking you, what happened to it? It went out the window. It went out the window. I, I, and I don't want to seem like there's no good customer service. Mm-mm. But there was a time when you took pride in your customer service. What happened? You know, there was a time when somebody came to your line or your window or if you was a bank teller or fast food or whatever it was, you were so excited about your position, you took pride in it. Like mm-hmm. when I worked at Popeye's, okay? Tell your story about Popeye's now. When I worked at Popeye's and they came through that drive through window, baby, I was so, wasn't I, Lee? It, it was so much joy because this is when that bell rung and you knew somebody was at your window, I said, hi, my name is Monique. Welcome to Popeye's. What would you like today? Like, <laughs> I was so excited about that. Right. Somebody said because you was eating the chicken. Okay, well, you know what? I was eating that damn chicken. I'm not going to try to lie. Right. We sold a piece, I ate a piece. Come on. Okay, so I ain't even trying to make pretend. Maybe it was the spicy chicken. Right. That brought the joy to me. So, you know, that's what I'm saying, though. What happened to that? What happened to our young kids? You know, when you got a job at McDonald's or Popeye's, because we were still in high school. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened to that, though? What happened to a being sense grateful? Of entitlement. Come on now. Like, I ain't got to work here. That that seems to be the attitude. I don't have to do it. Well, don't do it because the job did not knock on your door Come. and say, do you want to work with me? Do you want to do it? You came so. here and filled out the application, right, Daddy? You came and filled out the application. <laughs> and it, it it's kind of like a multitude of things because when we grew up, you grew up under the impression that when you got grown and you had a problem, you were going to get some respect when you had that problem. But then you got older, and the people that used to, along with you, watch the individuals give you respect where it was the customer was always right. Then all of a sudden, they calling you Barbara, Joe, Sydney. Mm. Oh, yeah. 
It used to be a time they would call you Mr. Whatever, unless you said, please call me Sydney or please call me Monique. Yes. But Some now they can. Ca- right. Yeah, I call Right. And I say, no, you can call me Miss Lee. (laughs) (laughs) So, whereas they wouldn't consider asking you because now it's about we're not looking at it as you're benefiting us by giving us your business. We're looking at it as we're equal to you, which in essence they should be from a standpoint of when you go in there, there's a level of politeness and the level of respect you should give. So I think over time there was a a level of mutual disrespect that was given to the point where people stopped wanting to be behind the counter and be respectful. Does that make sense? Mm. I'm going to give you an example. Give it to me. Our Asian brothers and sisters who first came over here, I know when growing up in East Baltimore, Mm -hmm. and you have your Asian brothers and sisters that owned a convenience store. Yes. You had your Asian brothers and sisters that you may have went gone to school with. Now, it was only a few. We thought it was only a few black people in our little white neighborhood. It was even fewer Asian individuals. When Chung and them first came around here, because that was a friend of ours named Chung. When Chung came around, Chung was like, oh, hey, how you doing? Cool. The nicest. After a while, you'd be like, what the fuck is up, Chung? Chung, fuck you. Well, fuck you. And you go to the store, it's the same thing. Hey, Mr. Chung, fuck is up today. Give me some motherfucking yakimi, three crimpers, and four chicken wings fried hard, motherfucker. I your motherfucker, all right? Now, when he first came, easy going in love. But you got to adapt to the situation. So it wasn't that Mr. Chung all of a sudden became fucked up. They was introducing Mr. Chung to the neighborhood like, yo, this is love. Fuck you, Mr. Chung. And Mr. Chung said, I'm going to love you back. Fuck you. You understand what I'm saying? But that's but but you know what, Daddy? That was a mutual interaction. Because after a while, Mr. Chung got used to fuck you, and Ray Ray got used to saying fuck you. So there was a mutual respect between Mr. Chung and the neighborhood. Throw their dialogue outside of listening and be like, why they, why they call Mr. Chung all kind of motherfuckers? Because they've established that through the years. Mr. Chung's not offended. The customers are not offended. Where it becomes a problem is when Mr. Chung is not aware that to be called a motherfucker is socially accepted in East Baltimore. That's when it's like, wait, wait a minute, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Then when Mr. Chunk is saying, well, you motherfuckers back, then it's like when they here come a newcomer. Mm-hmm. They don't know that Mr. Chung is used to saying motherfucker. Mm-hmm. They come in and just say, hey, uh, sir, may I have a Pepsi, please, and an onion Fuck pickle? you. Yes. Then that's what happened. <laughs> they say, say fuck you, yes. Right. Yeah. Now, Mr. Chung, now it's become a problem. Right. Because now nobody knows the customer service and the owner service. Because there's a difference. Customer service and the owner service. Because somebody just put in here, well, couldn't they just be having a bad day? Though it's no excuse, they could be just having a bad day. That is an excuse. Because you've just made one. Well, they're having a bad day. Well, if you're having a bad day, keep that at home and don't bring that in. Because when you bring that in, now the customers deal with that. Now, it's not your business. It's somebody else's business. But because you had your ass on your back because you had a bad day, now I'm not going to go to that business no more. Because they were nasty all because of your one bad day. So that bad day, that's just an excuse. I have decided not to go to 
certain businesses or call certain places simply because of the poor customer service. I will not go to certain places simply because the service is poor. Yes. Absolutely. And I will tell other people, too. And listen, they are nasty in there. So it makes it bad for the business. It makes it bad for the business. What happened to good customer service? That's what we're talking about today, y'all. What happened to good customer service? And are you a person that's in the industry where you have to give customer service and not really understand what that entitles? Like, when we worked at fast food, we had to be good customer service because we, had, we were chicken pushers. We, we were chicken pushers. We were pushing that chicken. So if they came through that line and they ordered a 20-piece, right, and I'm looking at you, Lee, because you worked the line with me, and they ordered a 20-piece. Now, when you get a 20-piece, just so y'all know the rundown, right, you get four sides, okay, because the 20-piece was four wings, four legs, four thighs, four breasts. And then you get the sides, right, you rib beans and rice, mashed potatoes and gravy, french fries, and you get some green beans, right? That's the 20-piece, baby. I know what I'm talking about. Now, normally, poor customer service you just take that order. That's it. And you say, pull around to the window. But great customer service, after you've ordered all of that, we're still going to suggest, would you like some hot mm-hmm. apple cinnamon pies with that? Great customer service, would you like a hot pepper with that? Great customer service, would you like some jelly and butter? Like, but as you say all of that, yeah. you, there's a level of understanding that's not had by the individuals that are in those positions because if you're trained, when you go, Tommy made a point earlier about the customer service you get at Chick-fil-A. When you go to Chick-fil-A, yes, sir, no, I've never had a bad experience when I've gone there never. and interacted. But it's because someone emphasized that we need to always have good customer service. That is no longer emphasized. If you go to McDonald's. They will rush you through. They want you to be through the line at a certain amount of time. And if not, because you be sitting there a little bit waiting, then all of a sudden they say, well, go ahead and put over over there. Mm-hmm. And ain't nobody behind me. Why you got me pulling over there and I got ain't nobody behind me? You going, I got to go over there and wait. And you feel like they turned you to, to, to drive through timeout. Now you got to sit there and timeout, <laughs> wait for them. Ain't nobody behind you. Then somebody come from out back. Walking slow, inevitably they'd have forgot some of your shit. Now your egg McMuffin is left behind. But guess what? The clock looks like you got in yes. and out in no time. Because wow. they're saying to you, is that it? Can I have a French fry? And is that it? Can I have a hamburger with that? Is that do you want a three? Yes. Is that it? Ho, ho, ho. Was there anything else I could assist you with where you're adding on to it because you think that. I can rush you through with a French fry, but I believe that McDonald's wants you to, per person, increase the amount of money that you're spending per person, as opposed to just get you through in a rush. And I think that's the difference between when you were doing fast food, when y'all was doing fast food, it was more of how do we make sure you come back as opposed to just rush you through this time. You know, someone said that... uh, Bad customer service is the fault of the customer. And you would ask the question, how did you come up with that? How was bad customer service the fault of the customer? I have been a bad customer. Come on. And I actually called back and apologized to the um, to the person that I was talking to. And I wanted to speak to that person superior, too, to apologize to that person because... 
They were doing the best that they could do. They, they, what they were trying to do, it was beyond their control. But I couldn't wrap my mind around why can't you see and why can't you understand what it is I need you to do for me. And we're going back and forth, back and forth, questioning and questioning and questioning. And until I got somebody who really knew what they were talking about, I, I had to call back and speak to somebody else who really knew what they were talking about. The person I was talking to didn't really know how to resolve the problem, but didn't know how to say, I don't know how to resolve the problem, but they were being as nice as they could be to a person who knew that you can resolve this, but I can't tell you how to do your job. Anyway, I had to call back and apologize to the person that I spoke to and that person's superior, because if anybody was listening to that call, Mm -hmm. They would have thought that the person who was handling the call was incompetent. But really, their training did not go as far as seeing the problem or seeing the resolution all the way to the end. But you know what's interesting about that? You still didn't receive bad customer service. I did not. Right. You're saying I that, was right. I was the bad customer. customer, but that person never they never matched your energy. Nope. They never matched your impatience. They never nope. they was like, you know what, I'm gonna stay grounded. Even though I know I can't help Miss Lee, I'm gonna stay grounded. Absolutely. But that's what I'm what I'm saying. I'm saying all that to say it's not it's not necessarily it's not the fault of the customer. Well, what you just said in this situation would make it seem like it was, but to, to your point, it's not the fault of the customer service rep okay. in that particular situation. Okay. And here's the thing. But I'm, There's I'm saying- no one rule that's applicable to any situation. So it's just under that sort of set of circumstances, you were mature and adult enough to be able yes. to say in retrospect, yo, the way I handled that was yes. wrong. That wasn't on the rep, despite the fact that that's the way. And see- if individuals handle themselves like that on a regular basis, no matter what side you're on, the world becomes a better place. But when you're dealing with someone who is a customer service representative, which we all are in our own jobs to some degree, like we're all salespeople. But when someone is approaching you at your place of business, it is dependent upon you to not break character. It is your job not to break character because This is your place of business. This is how you create your income. And despite the fact that that person may be wrong, it is a character-building skill to be able to be unaffected by what someone else is saying, despite the fact that you're completely right. This is where the humility comes in in conducting business, which it appears that at a Chick-fil-A, someone is teaching that humility, and all of a sudden, that attitude becomes infectious. So you know when you go in Chick-fil-A, you ain't going in there to kick up no dust. You can't kick up no dust in Chick-fil-A. They won't let you. you. It's like, yes, sir, the lemonade. Okay, if it get too deep, if it get too, well, bless you. No, sir, thank you ever so kindly. Listen, I tell you what, it seems to be a problem. Your meal is free today. Yeah. No worries about it. Now, the next thing you do, we're going to call the goddamn police now because we're right. sick of this shit, okay? <laughs> I even don't try to be as nice as we possibly can, and everybody got a breaking point. But it's like, <laughs> right. you got to really push a Chick-fil-A to have a problem, okay? <laughs> you do. You do. Someone said that if they raised the minimum wages, that the workers wouldn't have such a nasty attitude. Towards the customer. Well, you, I've had a business, mm-hmm. and and I and it was a hair salon, but 
my business was connected to the community. Mm-hmm. And that was my sense of accountability. Because everybody knew everybody. Mm-hmm. And every, I knew the families. I knew the, I knew the kids. I knew it was, a, it was an association like that. Even when I went into businesses, they knew me as a business. And, mm-hmm. and I, but, I, but I kept that sense of camaraderie with all the other businesses within my community. Yes. And, and because we had that, and it was... I, you know that's what I pulled from. Mm-hmm. That's what that was the examples that I that I that I kept within my businesses mm-hmm. when I went into good businesses and they would share things and you know I would share things and it was that accountability that went across the board. But then this was a, during a time and an era where Atlanta was different. But mm-hmm. now all of a sudden Atlanta became this international melting pot and you got all these different kind of personalities and person and different kind of spirits and it's like okay. I go into a business and I'm taught to smile and greet. Mm-hmm. And now they're looking at you. Why are you smiling? What's happening? What, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. It's nothing wrong with me. This is what I was taught. This is how I was raised. Mm-hmm. And so now all of a sudden, the different kind of personalities and the, the way you was raised and the way I was raised, now I'm, I'm kind of scared to smile at you now. So I no longer smile. And now you have these different personalities that's coming behind counters now. Yes. And so mm-hmm. instead of just recognizing where these personalities are coming from and the owner is setting the standard of saying, this is how we run our businesses, you allow these different personalities to, de- to define the business. And, and, and I think that's where we mess up, though. Yeah. When you allow those personalities to define your business instead of saying those personalities aren't acceptable no, in this business. Absolutely. And sometimes you got to be careful, too, when how you deal with the public because let's say you having a bad day and let's say the customer's having a bad day. Now y'all meet up together and I got a story for y'all. Y'all know I do. I'm going to share it. Okay. okay, so my sister, not my biological sister, this has been my best friend since third grade. So uh, there's a mall in Baltimore called Security and there's a food court in the mall. Right. So, so <laughs> my, this is years ago, but it's nonetheless, it happened. So my niece is in there and Shelly says to Sade, go up to the counter, you know, and order steak subs. So they had a little steak sub place there. So Sade goes and Shelly says, and I want grilled onions <laughs> on my steak sub. Right. So Sade goes and orders the steak subs with the grilled onions. She comes back. They call a number. She goes back and gets it. When they come back to the table, Shelly opens up her sandwich. There are no grilled onions on Shelly's sandwich. Not, okay? okay. Now, Shelly says to Sade, please take this back because she didn't put the grilled onions on there and ask, can I get my grilled onions? Sade takes the sandwich back and says to the young lady behind the counter, I'm sorry, but there are no grilled onions on here. She said, I gave you what you asked for. So Sade said, well, no, there's no. She said, I gave you what you asked for. So Sade politely goes back to the table with my sister and says, Mommy, I took it up there and the lady said, I gave you what you asked for and she wouldn't even let me finish. Uh-oh. My sister then says she did what? And Sade repeated it, but when she repeated it, she put some stank on it. Oh, no. Mommy, she told me. So Shelly goes back up to that counter and she goes up first being patient. And she said, my daughter just came up here and she ordered the sandwich. I asked for grilled onions. And that woman said, like I told your daughter, mm-hmm. I gave you what you asked for. And Shelly said, no, but here's the receipt with the grill. The woman said, like I, and before she could say anything else, Shelly had jumped over oh, the counter, the counter. Oh, at the steak place in security mall and commenced to whipping her ass and mall security. 
had to come get my sister. And these are the people that we call friends. Come on. Friends. Oh. How many of us have Come them? on, get it down. Friends. Oh. And that's one of my best friends in the whole world. In the world. I consider her my sister. And I meant to tell you, she called this morning, and I apologize because it just dawned on me. No, I told Daddy. her. I said, I told her you was downstairs dancing. I said, I'm going to make sure I tell her. So I just told Daddy, you, baby, she fight. please forgive me. Please forgive me. Yes. You're forgiving my baby. Thank but you, do you baby. see what happens when you don't get good customer service? Oh, yeah. You can get beat down. You can get beat down. And if you see Michelle, you wouldn't just look at her mm-hmm. off the strength and think that she will snatch you up in your mm-hmm. neck. Okay? She's the type of person that will fight you when she's pregnant. Okay? Well, listen, <laughs> She'll fight you when she's pregnant. That's called bad customer service. But yeah. they should have known that personality could not take... The front counter. Come on, okay. right? You should have known put that. that type of put in the back or somewhere. Cause she, she gonna get be. smart with somebody. <laughs> so you say what she happens to good customer service? Now I want to give a shout out to some good, great customer service. Okay. It's a brother named Shannon at a restaurant. Is it Houston's? Yeah, Houston. Houston's. When I tell you that, this, and he speaks French. Okay, and when I tell you his service is so amazing, whenever we go there, we call ahead and say, could you please sit us in his section? That's how amazing his service is. And when we go in, he says, he says, bonjour, mademoiselle Monique. Well, goddamn it, bonjour, back to you. Yeah. And, and he's a suggestive seller. And this wine may go with this meal and you may want to try. I mean, just. He takes pride in what he does. He's one of those brothers that if we were to open up a restaurant, that's a brother you go in and say, listen, can we please have your services? Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And it's one of those things where there are people that say, that's why you're only a fast food worker. That's why you're only mopping up the floors. But those are honorable jobs to have because you're not robbing, you're not stealing. And it keeps coming up. Do you think that the dollar amount will have something to do with the person's attitude? I believe it can because there's this thing called angry money when you have to take Mm. a job and you're mad about it. However, when you take the job, there's a level of responsibility and foresight that hopefully you start having when you say, if I don't like the money that I'm getting right now and I get fired from this job, what's going to happen to me the next time? Am I going to get a higher paying job when they go look for a reference? So this is part of you got to walk before you crawl and it sucks, but never mess up your brand. And believe it or not, you don't have to be on TV. You don't have to be on radio to have a brand. You have a brand when you step out this door and when you start looking at your brand as valuable, despite the fact that you may be working as a janitor, despite the fact that you may be working as a, a person in what someone considers a low-level job. You cannot walk a million miles until you take the first step. So sometimes you have to take that low-level job before you know how to preside over the very company in which you're working for in a low-level position. So you have to work through that. So don't get discouraged and let other people get you discouraged because they're having a bad day because your good day, despite them having a bad day, could turn into you having a great life because you're doing it one day at a time. Good customer service. We're talking about it. And don't lie to the customer. 
Damn it, don't lie to the customer because that is bad customer service with a smile on your face. Because one time, y'all, I went to purchase a two-piece bokini. Okay, I did. And this is from one of my favorite stores. I really like it. I really like Black Market White House oh, yes, because yes. I really think they cut their, their clothes to size. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. Black Market. Yes, Black Market White House. Is that what it's called? I think White House Black, White House Black Thank Market. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. Okay. okay, you better be the fashion designer. Okay. So, okay, I go in there, right? And this is when I had lost... Like the first amount of big weight, mm-hmm. okay? And y'all know I've always wanted to, to get in a two-piece, right? <laughs> okay. So I get this. I try this two-piece on at the damn store. And when I come out there, like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That is yes. so sexy on you. You are so... I'm in my head like, yes, I got in this two-piece. This is amazing, right? And it's got my back all out, baby, with a little string in the back. So I'm like, and then Yolanda, at the time she was with me, she's like, oh, yeah, that's that's working. So I can't wait to get home with this damn two-piece bikini so I can show my baby, Daddy, I got up in this two-piece. Baby, I put that damn two-piece on, and I walked out and was like, yeah, Daddy, look at my (laughs) two-piece. He said... You look like uh, Pebbles Flintstone. <laughs> Pebbles Flintstone. <laughs> you look like a cute little fat baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's my baby now. A cute little fat baby. I said, Daddy, they said at the store it was sexy. <laughs> they were not honest with you. Well, and no, that's what they supposed to say. They got the dollars from you. How they going to tell you, no, that's not sexy. You look like Pebbles Flintstone. Daddy, I look like You that. look cute. You look like a big baby walking around here. Come here, baby. Look, now, come on now. And on the sides, when I got home, I could really see it. I think the mirrors was tricking me because mm. on the sides, I couldn't see the material. Oh. Like it. Oh, I need a high waisted one. Mm. But them nasty whole heifers didn't say nothing mm. to me. So even good customer service is truthful customer service. Yeah. Even if you have a customer and you say, you know what, ma'am, I know you said you need a 14, yeah. but I really think if we go with this 18, it might well, fit you a better. Minute. A 14 to an 18? Right, because, okay, because, because. The 14 is trapped in your buttocks, ma'am. It's <laughs> trapped in the buttocks. We skipped right over the 16. We yeah. straight to 18. Right, because it's up. trapped in a buttocks. You heard Monique just say they didn't see, she couldn't see, see the bathing suit on the side. On the side. Now, I got to, now this is a conversation I got to have and a lesser gentleman not under a, a, a regular uh, under a regular relationship how you gonna tell your wife that shit niggas be scared of that shit they like how I'm gonna say this to her without hurting her feelings but because this is my girl I don't want to be hurt with her out there on the ocean and shit and it's like her husband don't love her he don't love her he don't, and her friends don't love her because that two piece looks like she walking around this bitch naked. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait she a got minute. a top on and the rest Wait is naked. Wait a minute, Daddy. You can see the front. You can see the. You can see the front, but the back and sides was naked. <laughs> you, and you not gonna. It's, it's not. It's a public beach. You can't give the imagery <laughs> of Daddy, nakedness upon them. It covered up my good girl. It did. Like you couldn't see my good girl. Oh, but the bad girl. <laughs> not the not the bad girl. I'm talking about bad girl. Okay, you can see that, baby. You can see that. We're talking about today what happened 
to good customer service. What happened? What happened to good customer service? You know where else you get amazing customer service? If you're ever in New York and you're in Harlem, go to Ashford and Simpson's Sugar Bar. When I tell you the first time I ever went there, I was so blown away because Ashford and Simpson, they walked around to every person in that restaurant. Do you hear me? And shook their hands, mm-hmm. asked them, was their meal okay? And I watched this with my own eyes. And I'm like, y'all are taking out the time to go to every single person. And it wasn't one of those, how you doing? All right. It was one of those, hey, baby, welcome. What's going on with you? Where y'all come from? So this is going on all night long. And the food, let me tell you, the food is no joke. The food is so good. Everything you put in your mouth melts. I don't give a damn what it is. And then they have this drink. They have this Jolly Rancher. Let me tell y'all something, okay? So the second time I went there, I had me, I had a couple of those Jolly Ranchers drinks. So much so that I got up on stage. What? And Valerie Simpson played the organ as I sang Mary Had a Little Lamb. (laughs) The Miles Davis rendition. I turned my back to the audience. And scattered. And I sang it. And Valerie Simpson played that organ as if we were really in concert. And Nick Ashford stood to the side like, do it, babies. Do y'all see my babies up here playing? But all of that was still good customer service. Mm -hmm. Because they were so the people that said, we want everybody to come in here to have an amazing time. We want your experience to be absolutely breathtaking so that when you come back to New York, you got to stop here or we know you're going to tell somebody to stop here. So that's the kind of customer service that I think is missing. And not just that, they're involved in something that they love doing. Yes. And, and, And when we sometimes say, and it's hard, sometimes you got to take a job because you got to take a job. But if you got to take the job, find a way to love doing what you're doing, why you have to do it, because you're going to reap the benefits of that. And somebody will come along and say, though you only mop the floor, you are handling it with a level of care and class that makes it look like you're not just mopping it, you're managing it. Mm. So that puts a level of, in their mind, sophistication that if you're going to appreciate something as what one would call trivial as mopping the floor, what will you do when your responsibilities are greater? So it's having that uh, intestinal fortitude and ability to say, this is what I like doing. And we, especially in our community, have to consider finding uh as opposed to a job, which stands for just over broke, Come on. how do we find an opportunity which will allow us to be happy to extend that customer service Yes. if we're running our own business or if we're working with someone else? But learning how to whistle while we work, then it becomes no longer work. I believe it was uh, Samuel Clemens who say, said, make your, uh, uh, what, what, make your vocation a vacation. Come on. So if you can somehow do that, you're winning. And don't judge the book by its cover before you open it. And I'm saying that because one day, Rob Lee and I had to go to court. I had to go to court. 
I had to go to jewelry duty. I'd never been called for that before. So it was rather an exciting adventure because I'd never <laughs> been called for, for jewelry time. duty. So it was such an adventure for freaking frack. So we get there. First, before we get there, right, there are people sitting outside, and they all have a look of worry. Like, I hope my attorneys show up. I hope that they just so we're we're the welcoming committee wherever we go. So we outside the courthouse. Good morning. Hey, brother. How you doing? Good Is morning. Is that Monique right there? No, they was like, hey, Miss Monique. <laughs> right. So now we get in there, okay? And normally we're always together. We're not going to separate. So when we get in there, the guard started off very nasty. So we had to say, you're going out of your way. To not be nice. Is everything okay with you? I, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, it, really you're not because you're going out of your way to be nasty. So we dealt with that. We got past him. Now, when I get past him, they won't let Robin come past because she doesn't have jewelry duty, right? So when I get through the line, she says, I'm right here, sister. I said, okay, sister, watch me. So we get to the other group of security. They, they didn't forgot their security guards. Now, they didn't yes. jump over the thing to take pictures. Uh -oh. Monique, I'm like, y'all going to get in trouble. They was like, girl. Okay. So now I got to go upstairs to go into the jewelry duty room, right? And I'm so excited because I get ready to give my opinion legally about something, right? <laughs> legally. I'm going to do it. So I get up there. So first I walk around in a maze because I don't know where I'm going. And then when I finally find the room, there are all these people sitting in the room. And I'm like, I'm going to get picked. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I just have the look. I have the look, <laughs> the look. Of, of what a jewelry person is supposed to look like. So I get up to the thing and I give the lady my paper and she said, Oh baby, you're finished. Uh -huh. You've uh, we didn't need you today and you just supposed to call this number. And if you called this number, you'd have found out you weren't supposed to come. <laughs> I said, Well thank you so much, my love. May I hug you? Because I was so excited to do it. So okay, we hug. So now me and Lee gotta leave. So when I come I call her up first. I'm going to play a joke. Right. So I said, listen, they didn't lock me up, up here. And she said, wait a minute. I said, I got these goddamn handcuffs on me. She said, Monique, I'm like, they bringing me down now. So, now. <laughs> so I'm like, where you Like, at? for what? She said, these two police officers are with me, and I'm coming down there. I'm like. <laughs> like, we're going to fight. We're going to fight at the courthouse. And I'm standing there like. And then she talking about, <laughs> hey, Lee. Okay, so we get out of the courthouse, and we're still having an amazing time. We get in the car, and now we have to drive to pay the ticket to get out of the parking garage. And the sister that's in the booth has a head full of red, bright hair, right? And she has almost a scorned look on her face. So me and Lee, we already getting ourselves in position. Get it. So when we pull up to this window, we already going to ask her, is everything okay? Because she looking like yeah, something like wrong. Be something up. Wow. Well, when we got up to that window, Lee wrote the window down. She said, how y'all sisters doing today? All right. I'm, she wow. was so yeah. beautiful and so sweet. Mm -hmm. And we both looked at each other like... We had already. Yeah, you had the message lined up for. We're going to give you the word today, sister, about enthusiasm. We're going to give you the word today. We're going to preach it to you about how you should look up and, and always be grateful. And she gave it to us. Be grateful now. And she, she gave, gave it, it to, to us. us. Okay. We couldn't say nothing, but yeah. good morning. Hey. Yes. How you she, doing? I mean, it was just like, it was like this burst of surprise. Because, wow. like, hey, sisters, how y'all doing? So sometimes we can approach yeah. 
based on what we think it's going to be and make it a bad experience. And neither neither person wanted to make it bad. I just thought from the look on your face, you was mad about something. So I automatically match my energy to your energy. Now it's just bad. So, again, if if when we get jobs in the customer service industry, and like you said, Daddy, every job is customer service. Everything we do, it is customer service. Even as entertainers, we still provide a service to the customer. And when, there have been times I've seen entertainers, quote-unquote celebrities, that have been in the airport, and a customer will say, may I have your autograph? And they'll pull their phone out. I know they ain't talking to no damn body. You ain't talking to nobody, but they'll act like they're on the phone or they'll act like they're busy. Or you'll see somebody say, can I have your autograph? Oh, I don't, I don't feel like doing that. And I'm a stickler to we're still serving the customer. And there's a way, even when you can't do it, there's a way to say mm-hmm. it that they don't walk away feeling like, wow, that was a bad experience. Wow, they were an asshole. So... Everybody is, we're always servicing one another, but how are we willing to do it? Yeah, we're all customers. We're all customers at some point, giving and and, or receiving, but I think that we're all customers, like customers to each other. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I do. I I, I think that um, things that we do for one another or the things that we depend on for one another, we go out of our way to make all of our experiences with each other good. You know, and I think that starts at the top. And when you mm-hmm. go and for the down. job, when you go for the job, everybody's enthusiastic about, I hope I get the job. Yes. They're not talking about, I'm getting this, because you're there hoping, I need a job. I'm yes. trying to get some work. So when you get it, then don't lose the thing that you wanted to have just because you got comfortable with getting what it was that you were getting. Stay enthusiastic so that you can build on that. Because even if this is not the job for you, there, it's an encounter for you. And if you build on these encounters where you're, you're getting used to treating people politely, it all of a sudden becomes a part of who you are. It's not something that you're forcing yourself to do anymore. And when you act in that way reflexively, again, whether you are a celebrity or not, it's like those individuals that didn't remember praying or asking for the opportunity to be a celebrity. Now you're a celebrity and someone's approaching you for the autograph. Now I understand you with your family and you can't do it because you want to respect your family. But when you're able to communicate, as I've watched you do, I would love to take a picture with you, but I got to respect my family right now, given my time, but I love you. Can I get a hug? Here's a hug. And you keep it moving. But never have I seen you not appreciate what it was that you've asked for. So when you get that job, no matter what the the the, the amount that you receive, you got what you asked for. Remember what you asked for when you start getting the things associated with it. Remember it. Remember but it. What about um, pride, too, though? I think that we have lost a... Uh, a uh, sense of pride about mm. any job. Remember, we went to that Target, and yeah. the young lady had on mixed match socks. Listen. Her head was all over the place. Her uniform was disheveled. We had to do an intervention. Like, we, 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 and we you know, really, like you, 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 you. But the pride of putting yourself together to come to work, regardless of what your job is, and you never know who's watching. Yes, you know, you never know who's watching. But that day, at that Target, <laughs> it was very disheartening. 
And at first, we weren't going to say anything, but I said, you know what, Lee, we're obligated. We're obligated to pull our little sister up and say something to her because this young lady looks so unkept. I'm talking about her mouth was paste, excuse me, her mouth was pasty, her hair was uncombed. She looked like she literally got up out the bed and said, I'm going to show up. And though she was cleaning out the dressing room and she worked that area, we was like, sis, listen, you look like a big ball of fuck it. Okay? A ball of fuck it. A big ball of fuck it. And <laughs> not in that You've way. You've heard it here. <laughs> but, excuse Monica me. Said he's open relations. <laughs> and you're representing this company. You're representing Target. Whether you want to or not, when you came in here and you said, I accept the job, you're representing them. So not only do we have a problem with you looking like that, who was your boss that even allowed you to come on the floor looking like that? Because that's one of those ones when you say, baby, listen, go get your outfit from off the floor. If you don't have the money, we'll take it out your check. But what we can't do is lose money based off of what you look like. Because I really didn't want to get nothing after I saw her. You look so damn dirty, these clothes might be dirty. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> because it's just like, what, what, what's going on that no one even stopped you that works here and said, baby, let's have a conversation. Because you look like you really left up out of a psych ward. Really? Because her socks were Mitch Mac, her clothes were disheveled, like she was a patient somewhere. And she just said, fuck mm. it, today I'm going to work at the dressing room and Target. And that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what it looked like she said. So I, would, I believe that day we extended good customer service. It wasn't so much we were chastising her or trying to check her. It was our little sister. And it was no one took the time out, baby, to explain to you what this is supposed to be. That wasn't good customer service. That was good community service. Come on, Daddy. <laughs> and there's a difference. So that she can eventually give good yeah. customer service. Yeah. And there's no shame in having to get that lesson, especially in the way in which you gave it, because it seemed like she received it. Yeah, I mean, she did. She, yeah, was, she wasn't a, her attitude. She did not have a bad attitude. Right. It's just that her attitude didn't match the way she looked. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. When you... When you when you see her, you look at her like, can you need some shower gel? Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She just did not look like she was ready for work. Right. And some you people, it's important to have that conversation with some empathy because yes. you never know what it is that that person received. And just that person being in a position to get that job may have been something incredible based upon the, the, the circumstances that she's surrounded by. So it's a step at a time where you open up a mind and say, okay, now I got the job. This is how I may need to look in order to keep the job, to execute my job at a higher level. And even if you don't have the money and you have one outfit, let that outfit be your uniform. That's simply your uniform. uniform. It's a, um, a you target know? shirt. Khaki yeah, pants. let that be. And every day you go home, if wash you have it. to wash that out and hang it up and you iron it the next day, that's what it is. Nobody knows it's just one. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows that. So it's almost and like you said, Lee, it's we've lost the pride somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like just the pride of when I show up, I want to show out. You know, I remember doing a show one time in Chicago and they had um, the bathroom attendants, you know, the people that, mm -hmm. that just in the bathroom. Um, this woman was so good. 
this woman was so goddamn good. Almost like, are you going to hand me the toilet paper? Because mm-hmm. that's how good she was. It's like when you walked in, good good evening, ma'am. And mm-hmm. this is an older woman, mm-hmm. elderly. Mm-hmm. But she says, good evening, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I said, good evening, ma'am. And I didn't feel like she was saying ma'am as if I was better than. Mm-hmm. She was simply saying ma'am because that was just, she was a real, she was a real G. It was like, that's how we address each other. But she was so good. And you understood why there was so much money in that basket. Mm-hmm. And she was a bathroom attendant. Mm-hmm. But that she was so prideful, baby, of that damn Absolutely. bathroom attendant. What kind of perfume you want, baby? Yeah. I have these sprays. I have these little roll-ons. Yeah. You need a little touch-up on deodorant? Yeah. I was like, man, well, do I? I need you, baby. I, don't, I think I'm okay, but do I need it? But okay. just, she went, that was such a beautiful experience in the bathroom with this woman. I had one of those experiences, and it was a nightclub. You know? Yeah, and this woman was wonderful. Like, she was... Taking in the girls and like, look, you need to respect yourself. That's not right. Come on, you know. But this is what she did. Yes. But but you listen. Yes. Drunk and everything. You was just, <laughs> just like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Right. But but she yes. was she was she was amazing. Yes. She which, was an elderly that was in there, and she was amazing. Which proves that it's not the job that you have that dictates the respect. It's the respect in the man in which you do your job yes. that demands that respect. Because when people see you are appreciative of what it is that you're doing, they have a higher level of appreciation for you because they're like, look at that person mopping the floor. Do you see how they care about that? And then you got the little old folks that have come over and slide you 20. Or you feel compelled to give somebody a little something because you're saying, I see where you are. I see you trying to make it. Don't give up. Keep doing what you're doing. And as the community that's dealing with these folks in the community, it's our job to inspire these folks that are in these positions where you know it may be a tough time to say, great customer service. Mm -hmm. Or when you see some jerk in line giving some older lady a hard time behind Mm. the counter, that's when we sometimes will say, sir, because they can't speak up for themselves, how bold is it that you're going to chastise and be hard on someone that's trying to help you out? The ribbon ran out. She just needs to get some more tape so that she can do her register and ring you up. But we've got to look out for folks like that, too, as opposed to just watching them. So when we start looking out for one another mm. in the community, the customer service that the community starts to receive, I think, will mutually come along but we got to help out one another and that's in being patient too with customer service especially when it is our elderly because sometimes when i see our elderly working they have two thoughts that go through my mind are they working out of necessity because they need the money or are they working because if they stop they'll die and sometimes when i see them being mistreated you have to step in What's taking you so long? God damn it, they're 80. They're 80. And if, if, if universe willing, you'll be 80 one day. So just have a little bit of patience. When you see, and, and, and this is a personal note for me, because one of my, my nephews is autistic. And he had a job at a fast food. And the people that worked at the fast food, and you want to be patient and try to understand their position too, but they were so impatient, and they wanted to treat him like he didn't have autism. And you can't. 
you have to treat him accordingly. And with my nephew, with his autism, everything has to go in the direct order. There can be nothing that's out of order because if it gets out of order, it throws him off and it can really send him into a whirlwind. And my sister was like, she said, sis, she said, you know, I was ready to go up there and ball my fists up. She said, but then I had to think, these are kids. And they've not been taught to have that patience. And I don't know if I would have had the patience if I'm 17 years old and I'm working next to somebody that I got to keep saying, the cups, the cups, the cups. So, But it's almost like if we teach our children, though, how to have patience, just period, then our kids that are autistic, that want to go into the workforce, we then know how to deal with them and be patient with them. No, they might not get it right away. But if you can look at yourself and say, I'm adding to the community and I'm adding to society by having a heart of gold and patience, because I might be in a position where I need somebody to be really patient with me. You know, I may be that elderly comedian that forgets what I'm getting ready to say. And I wouldn't want the people to walk out. I would want them to say, Mo, bitch, hold on. Hold on. Mo, bitch, hold on now. I'm saying that with my cue cards. Right. They done be some old-ass fans with you, too, though. They done been with you in the first show. I'm saying that with my cue cards. Okay. We done forgot together. This is our topic. Right. Okay. This is the part we had in the show. Do I say suck the dick right now? say elephants. Oh, okay. Right. But I would want. Them people will be like, that's all right, baby. That's all right. That's all right. So if we just, if we just having patience, I think that also gives great customer service. And another point, Daddy, with these 800 numbers that we're calling, we're calling a few places. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're calling jails. Yes, a lot of customer service, travel places and all that, you're calling straight into a jail. And they pick up those phones, baby, and answer it just like they write there at their business. That's prison. Then we're calling sometimes into different countries. Mm-hmm. And if we could be patient even them because they've done nothing wrong, they're just trying to feed their families like we're trying to feed our families. If the, whoever chose to outsource it, that's on them. And is it taken away? However that works. But the person that's answering the phone They're trying to do the same thing you're trying to do, and that's feed their families. You might have to say, what you say? Or, unfortunately, I can't continue this call. I can't understand understand what you're saying. saying, But not to be nasty with them. Not to be, oh, you old form of a... No. I have to call back. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, you know what, baby? I'm sorry. And it goes back to simply treating people in the Mm. way in which you want to be treated. If If we can just do that, everything else is wordy it's extra words it's unnecessary language because you know how you want to be treated because i know i'm not going to get it on the first go round. i may make a mistake but what happens is when you make that mistake it's nice to be able to say i made that mistake i'm not quite sure you know what let me get somebody that may be able to help you a little bit better than i'm able to do and that will be reciprocated. But if we start handling people like we make mistakes, it's a lot easier Mm. when they make mistakes. That's why a lot of times you'll laugh when we get a telemarketer calling and you'll say, you were very patient with him. Well, I remember what it was to make 100 phone calls for a sales job. And I remember talking to people that weren't nice when all you're trying to do is make a living. 
So I know they got to follow up with a second rebuttal. I'm going to wait for that rebuttal and tell them no thank you and have a good day <laughs> with the understanding that these same individuals are, are going to sometimes they need that little bit to allow them to make 10, 15, 20 more calls to allow them to make the money that's necessary to bring it into their family as menial as a job as you might think, or as uh, irritating as it is, it's that or them saying, let me rob you instead. Let me take this phone call. I'm going to take this phone call and politely either let, yeah, I'm going to politely listen, but we can politely dismiss it. But, Daddy, you could turn it into a motivational conversation, and that's when they call. You be talking to them. You be like, you could do it. <laughs> <laughs> customer service, baby. We talked about it today. What happened to good customer service? Are you the person that's giving the service or are you the customer? And either way it goes, what is your actions in that service? What are you doing to make it better or what are you doing to make it a bad experience? And really check yourself on it and say, how could I make this better? Like shoe shopping, okay? Now I got a big foot. My foot is an 11. Okay, and if it's cut really narrow, then I need to get an 11 W. Then I start looking like I got on church shoes. <laughs> I be looking like mm. I got on church shoes, Daddy. Right. And sometimes my sisters say we can't wear them because Damn. they look like you can raise sale. So anyway, with shoes, remember we went to go find some shoes one time, mm -hmm. and the guy, so not listening, mm -hmm. and so in a rush, we had to tell him no, thank you. We got someone else, and we gave them a, a, a wonderful sale. But it's like I remember there was a time when you went for shoe shopping. They measured your foot. Yeah. You sat down in the chair. They took your shoe off. They put your foot into the little foot thing. They measured it. Then they would come back, and they would put the shoes on for you. Mm -hmm. That's the service that I really like. I don't want to get up and walk around. I want to come in, and I want to sit down, and I want to do this. But so much of it is now rushed and forgotten, but you still have those ones. You still have those ones that take it to heart, and they know this is how I feed my family. So, therefore, how many pairs of shoes do you want? I want to try on every 11 in the store. Well, that's what she, the person that actually helped you went and got every pair every one of, of them. black 11 Heels, whether they were attractive, unattractive, she did not care. All of them. She bought a whole cart <laughs> of, of shoes out of there. But you see how beautiful that was, though? Yes. Because she really said, I take pride in what I do. And if we go back to that, customer service, I don't think will be an issue. I think customer, good customer service will almost be just like breathing. Right. We're, because all it really is is an extension of courtesy to others so baby looking at it's about that time for us to say grandmaster Flash, oh don't do, don't do it don't do it don't do it oh we want to thank y'all we really do we want to thank y'all for listening to these shows and sometimes you want to measure to see how people are feeling and 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 you know, some feedback for the shows. And we get the feedback that says we really dig it. And we get the feedback that says, oh, my God, that was really mean. We get we get the feedback 
But what we're getting is we're listening. And what we're getting is we're now open up to have this dialogue and conversation because when people are saying, oh, my God, we talked about, are you waiting on the Lord on my job today? Or we talked about, is it okay to be gay? People are having these conversations, which normally me and my daddy say are taboo. And that's what this show is. If it's taboo, we're going to talk about it. So we want to thank each and every one of y'all for listening today. Daddy, what we doing with it? What we doing with it? What, 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 what we doing with it? We're going to shut it on down this I time, know, baby. baby. How we going to do it? I Just we... like this. Oh, man. That's how we going to do it. I thought we was going to do it. Come on. I'm coming. Now, This my name is Monique. And I am Sydney. And you have listened to Monique and Sydney's open relationship. And like my daddy always says... The mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. Mwah. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.